This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshri Sen. We are taking pop culture to the most serious level that is humanly possible, mm. which is why... Before we started recording, our producer Kartik Najaban just told everyone in News Laundry to not breathe. Just hold your breath. Go blue in the face while Shreya and I tell you about Oscars, about Rangoon, about there's a new video that's out with Malika Dua and her clitoris and breasts who are also among her besties because... Testies before besties. Sorry, besties before testies. Whatever works for you. The first seems to work better for me sometimes. Oh dear. <laughs> this is not the message that they were hoping... That the youngsters should get. But then we are not here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We are jaded and we know better. That's why. So all this and a lot more. So keep listening. So Oscars. That time of the year that comes by every February. Yeah. And Web, Feb, always. Feb, always. It's a fixed, it's the last weekend, hmm. basically, of uh, February. I love it because um, I make it, I religiously get up at 6.30am, sometimes even 6, and watch the red carpet because I take enormous pleasure in being in my pajamas, smelling of morning breath, my hair sticking up on end, and passing judgment on other people who, who have, have spent, spent hours, hours and millions to look the way they do. And I love the fact that they double tape their breasts to the dresses, right? Tips on how to hide those nips. <laughs> From the same person who put testes before besties. Anyway, it's coming one of back those to days. the Oscars. Hmm. Coming back to the Oscars. <laughs> your favorite moments. So I have three favorite moments. One is when, uh, like all that was fine. All the Trump comments and all were very good in fact. But I liked it when the lyricist for La La Land, Benji Pasek, was, went up to take the award. And he said something very beautiful. He described how his mother, who was his date for the evening, had let him leave football to continue football in school to start singing. And he said, this is dedicated to all the kids who sing in the rain. And all the moms who let that them. Was very that was sweet. very sweet. And it also said in such a like in a calm, like non-modern way. The other was Michael J. Fox. Mm. Who You're a huge fan of Michael J. Fox. Ever since he got Parkinson's. I was not a fan before. I'm sorry, that sounds very cruel. But you're really know, horrible. No, no, in the sense that I he was a cute actor, like all that. Yeah, I don't think anyone realized that he had the reserves of steel that yeah, he does. And also it must take so he got diagnosed with Parkinson's twenty seven years ago. He's not that old. He's no. in his late forties, fifty at most. So whenever he was in his mid twenties, early thirties, when he got diagnosed with Parkinson's, he Parkinson's is a very debilitating disease. And Muhammad Ali also got yeah. uh, diagnosed with it. But uh, Michael J. Fox didn't stop acting. In fact, he did the opposite. He kept acting. Mm. And it also, one is, it takes great skill to be able to remember your lines and to be able to deliver them while being able to emote with Parkinson's. The other was the Asghar Faredi. Farhadi. Farhadi. Who uh, did not attend? He was one of the nominees for the best foreign language film, and he won ultimately. For the and salesman, he, yeah, he sent two Iranian Americans to uh, accept the award. If you must make a jab at Trump, that's how you 
make a jab. I think him. in terms of jabs, they were very well done across the entire duration of the hmm. ceremony. I haven't actually enjoyed the Oscars as much as I did this time because there were jibes, there was good-hearted fun, there was so much that was happening. And the end. But that's <laughs> the thing. Everything is lovely. Personally, for me, one of my favorite moments was actually Viola Davis's uh, acceptance speech uh, yeah. when she won Best Actress. She's now the first black actress actor actually yeah. to win a tony and emmy. emmy golden globes and an oscar but nothing compared to the announcement of best picture and just when you thought the ceremony was winding was down you were getting up to go pee finally for best picture come on la la land yeah. um thank you to the academy thank you to <laughs> Lionsgate. Thank you to our incredible cast and crew. We're all up here right now. Um, thank you to Jamie Feldman, to Gary Gilbert. We lost, by the way, but, you know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No, there's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. So what essentially happened was that Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were given the respectful task of announcing Best Picture. Now, what we saw on TV was Warren Beatty opening the envelope and looking very puzzled. And then Faye Dunaway just saying, oh, you're being so silly or yeah. something like that, or you're impossible. And it. She looks at the envelope and she says, La La Land. And everyone's very happy. You know, and everyone thinks that, or I at least thought that Warren Beatty didn't approve of the film. Like, because the choice of film that... Oh, Warren Beatty, being the fabulous actor that he is, that, oh, why did they get it? And there has been a lot of debate about whether Moonlight should win or yeah. La La Land should win, etc., etc. So everyone, I guess, like you, assumed hmm. that he just didn't want yeah. La La Land to be the winner or and whatever And I just thought, was. okay, that wasn't in very good taste also, even if you think that they don't deserve to win. Indeed. Yeah. So then by now the whole La La Land team has come up on Started stage. Started giving the... They have got Oscars in their hands. Acceptance speeches. One is done. It was a second acceptance speech was happening then. Which was when it was discovered that Warren Beatty had been carrying the wrong envelope. No, you could see some flurry of activity behind them. So you saw suddenly Jimmy Kimmel sort of sidled up to them, which you thought, okay, he wanted to join in the front. In the front, then this guy with headphones, who was obviously one of the producers of the show, also came on, which was a little odd because even if he wanted to be part of the fun, that was not the moment to do that. Then everyone, like you could see, what's her name? Emma Stone's. Eyes becoming a little big. Jordan Horowitz, who is the producer Producer. of La La Land, also the producer of The Kids Are All Right, another film that I absolutely loved. Anyway, Jordan Horowitz came up and he said, this is not a joke. We are not the winners of Best Picture. The Best Picture, the Oscar for Best Picture goes to Moonlight. And he took the envelope from Warren Beatty's hand and held it to the camera. And here's the thing, right? First of all, that is an incredibly nice way of doing yeah. it, right? Because he didn't let someone else announce it. He Indeed. came to the he mic. Came and he came to the mic yeah. and he did it. Um, and what has followed afterwards on Twitter in particular, first of all, Jordan Horowitz has been applauded by one and all justifiably hmm. for being a truth teller, as yeah. Washington Post called him. But there's also been this very sweet love fest between him oh. and Barry Jenkins, who's, who's the very director cute of Moonlight. And little. They had a segment called Movies Around the World, 
okay hmm. and movies around the world had people from different parts of the yeah, world yeah, yeah. uh talking about movies from different parts of hmm. the world and how important it is for them now as particularly as a fan of the movies hmm. i am hugely offended that there was no bollywood in there but there was one thing which tied bollywood to the oscars their attitude to criminal actors okay before we get to those guys <laughs> one moment to talk about the utterly adorable sunny pawar who had no idea what jimmy kimmel was telling yes. him but he kept saying yes, yes. everything and that moment where jimmy kimmel decided to do the lion king moment you suddenly realized how small this boy he's is he's really cute so coming to the criminals one of whom is a favorite criminal of mine because you think he's cute okay so one of my all time favorite films which i feel is a classic is bird on a wire if y'all haven't seen it please watch it kartik nejawan our producer must have not even been a glimmer yeah in his parents eyes at that time but it's a film starring goldie hawn and mel gibson let us not forget the fact that he's a bit of an anti-semite he's <laughs> a wife beater a woman beater in general he's woman beater not woman beater in general he doesn't beat random women only women he in, called a in random cop sugar tits no that's a compliment <laughs> he also hates all jews all blacks all blacks he hates his own producers that's when yeah. the shit had yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. pan for 11 years Mel Gibson has very much been persona non grata, right? Because it was back in 2006 mm. that he was arrested yeah. while he was drunk mm. because he was driving while drunk. And what a like that is a drunken rant oh if you've ever god, heard. Oh my god, what a rant. rant. Yeah. That was also where Sugar Tits yeah. first appeared. Um and as a result of that rant, he was cut off. Yeah. But what we got to see from the reception that Hacksaw Ridge, the film that he's directed last year, um the reception that hacksaw ridge got this year showed that he's back in the fold as far as america and the film yeah. industry is concerned although kimmel in his uh, did make one jibe at him right in the beginning of uh, the show there's also another one in yeah. the crowd who was uh, who nobody know. said anything untoward not about not at all and hasn't for a while of course there are articles which have been written and so on casey affleck in uh, in 2010 there was there were two very strong complaints sexual harassment complaints made about him and Joaquin Phoenix that they had sexually harassed two people of the crew two women they Desi, were they were filming a mockumentary called I'm still yeah. here and uh Casey Affleck in particular I do know was accused of uh getting into bed with getting one. into bed with one and forcing himself like you know holding, holding someone very yeah. hard and, and pushing her and uh Joaquin Phoenix and he locked the others I don't need to laugh but I just find it so ridiculous that people can even behave like this they locked one girl into a room with them and basically I think wanted her like to four years old in yeah. their head or something so, but uh, uh, the point these is these were out of court settlements exactly. were done multi million dollar settlements were originally, done originally when the when the allegations had first been made Casey Affleck and I think Joaquin Phoenix's hmm. representatives had said that oh we're going to take this to court and we're going to fight yeah. it out because it's all rubbish etc etc except they did go for an out of court settlement yeah. so clearly it wasn't entirely rubbish and uh Now Casey Affleck is in Manchester by the sea. His performance has been widely, you know, applauded okay, yeah. for being very very powerful etc. It's worth noticing that Brie Larson who presented hmm. the award to him this time as well was also the presenter at the Golden Globes. 
she does not clap at any point. Brie Larson was in room and she's been an advocate for uh, sexual harassment victims. If someone is good at their art, do you not appreciate the art? And particularly in the case of actors, because at least like particularly when you don't actually have much of a uh, much of power in what the final product Mm. is. Right. As an actor, you're given your lines, you're given your position, you perform it and you get a lot of credit, but you're not exactly the person creating the story. Directors far more complicated because when you're writing and directing a Mm. story, you're bringing in so much of your point of view, your worldview into that. And you're communicating Mm. what is potentially a misogynist, abusive point of view through, you know, uh, Mm. disguised in the details that you put in your storytelling. It's very complicated. Um, I don't have a stand on that, I have to say. I'm constantly conflicted. But um, but I do wish that somebody had made one reference. I had been looking forward to this film and halfway into the film, which is very long, it's two and a half hours long, hmm. two, two hours to 37 minutes actually, I started wondering whether I was disliking it as much as I was because I'd expected a lot from it. Because that hmm. happens a lot of the time. You raise your expectations and then, you know. But tell me seriously, if you as a director do not want me to make fun of your film, would you give Saif Ali Khan a wooden hand? But maybe that was black humor, na, that the hand will... So the hand has a switch and it does things. Yeah, it opens up. It's yeah. the most spontaneous part of Saif Ali Khan's performance. It's sad. I feel sad when you I say know these you do. Things. I thought of you at every moment. So I'm a big fan of Saif Ali Khan. I just want to put it out there. I think he's a good looking man. I think he's very classy. Unfortunately, <laughs> none of this makes him either a good actor or redeemed. I thought Rangoon. he was wonderful as Langra Tyagi and in Ek Hasina Thi. Those who have been avid listeners of our podcast will know your love for Ek Hasinathi because yes. you've only said it only about, I don't know, we've had because 34 episodes. You've said it 78 times. It's okay. such a brilliant Okay, thing. so Rangoon, right? Okay, Rangoon is Vishal Bharadwaj's attempt at uh, telling us a little, making us think about nationalism. <laughs> so uh, it's set in pre-independence India. So Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose's Indian National Army has been set up. Uh, it is headquartered mostly out of Singapore, mm. but it has uh, tied up with the Japanese in an effort to come into India. Yeah. Um, we are told that Netaji's plan was that my enemy's enemy is my friend. Mm. Where We are told to completely ignore the naivete of this. Because my enemy's enemy happened to be a racist Nazi yeah. regime on one Let's side not talk about and that. a racist uh, regime in Japan yeah. as well. So there was no way that the enemy's enemy was actually going to take us seriously. But never mind. We're, we're hmm. to ignore all that stuff. Rangoon, the city, is not what the film is about. Hmm. There is a Rangoon bridge that plays yeah. a reasonably important role. 
on one side of which is India and yeah. on the other side of which is Burma. Okay. There is an effort to get certain things across that okay. bridge because the INA is on that side or at least the INA's camps mm. are on that side. In this setup, you might wonder what the hell are an actress from Bombay, a film producer from Bombay and a random, slightly mm. odd Indian soldier doing. And frankly, so do the characters mm. in the film. They're not very clear about why they're yeah. there or what they're doing. Now, the problem is that so little adds up in this film <laughs> that you don't know whether, you don't know why you're watching it. For me, I think one of the most jarring parts actually was the CGI, which I didn't write about so much Which in my I didn't review. understand why there was CGI. Because, because uh, so here's the thing, when you're, you know, sort of seeing this very nice Eros theater mm. and all of this, everything's realistic, nice, mm. lavish detailing. He spent a lot on this mm. film. Viacom's money. Viacom's money. And then suddenly there's a landscape with a fake train running through it. But as I had asked you, what was faker? The crocodile in Mohenjo-daro with jumps across the screen or this train? How is Shahid's acting? He's not bad. He's probably one of the better parts of the film. But he has a very stereotypical soldier role, right? Which is, I'm impassive, I'd feel nothing. But he I'm, loves her. I hope so. He does. That's in the film he loves? It, the film is very much a love triangle. I mean, on paper... That is one of the most interesting parts of the film because each of the men hmm. love Kangana for a different reason. And Kangana loves Stumpy or she likes Shahid? She loves both. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, there's, also, there's also a really thought-provoking moment and unfortunately it's just a moment. But there's a moment where you are asked whether you will love your nation or you will love a person. And it's an interesting question to ask because Shahid's character in particular is very aware that the nation that he loves hmm. doesn't exist right now. Huh. You know, it's British India to, to love and show the loyalty that the British want from you is to the British, yeah, not, not to, to India, India. Right. So what the INA is doing, its love is treason. Hmm. On nationalist grounds, actually. Yeah. It's only from the perspective of the nation as we know it today mm. that INA is being yeah. nationalist, you know, um, or even patriotic. Mm. At that point of time, it's just treasonous. Mm. Uh, so that's a really interesting moment. Unfortunately, it's so fleeting in the midst of stuff like, you know, Japanese drop bombs, nobody dies. Like huh. nobody dies. Like there are bombs being dropped like confetti and everyone gets away. There is this ginormous trunk that a man lugs around <laughs> basically the whole Irrawaddy Peninsula from the look of things. Nobody asks that, what sir, when hell? you were lost, why did you just not dump the stupid trunk and walk home? But then it wouldn't be a Hindi film. But the film has been followed by an ad which I saw yesterday. An on ad? An advertisement with uh, Kangna in that ad. It's mm -hmm. an ad about, and I was watching because her hair is not that blonde in this ad, which was worrying on that Coffee with Karan show. She's uh, talking to camera, and it's an ad promoting the Patrika group of uh, 
papers publication the patrika publication yeah. and uh, which patrika is patrika meaning rajasthan patrika rajasthan patrika patrika group it is the full group that hmm. she is promoting but uh, it's when i paid attention to what she was saying that it became worrying because it's okay to have celebrities promote yeah, yeah. your newspapers and all thing that that is the final stamp of approval a actor has said that we do but kangan has a thinking actor yeah she so thinking like it blows your mind sometimes so she says on this uh, in this ad that this patrika is also like rangoon the film i'm sorry what yeah so patrika is like rangoon the film it will give you the full effect and then she says 360 degree which means 360 degree yes. i assumed in hindi she just translated it and uh, basically the spin on this ad is that patrika like rangoon is the complete picture the central board of film certification my fave people yeah and pelaj nehalani also my fave yeah. person he is like a dream boat absolutely yeah sorry i have to yeah. stop doing that <laughs> they have managed to ensure that just when we thought that things had gotten better they haven't they've gotten worse so now one of the reasons we thought things had got better was that rangoon didn't have any cuts by rangoon the way rangoon didn't have right? any so cuts despite the fact that um uh what's her name kangana and shahid lock lips and saif and kangana lock lips and you see kangana's bare back and the curve of her extremely pert bottom mm. i might add mm. um all of this was in the film there was no cuts so naturally we all assume that hey maybe they've just kind of improved but no there's a new film which would have been out called lipstick under my burqa wo pal to har ladki ki life mein aata hai jab usme aurat banne ki chahat jag uthti hai i'm rihana bedi aur mera gana seven things se inspired hai lo aage gopal ki britney number 3 <laughs> रोजी की ख्वाहिशें भी रोज की तरह खिल रही थी ये फोटोज ना लॉटरी की टिकट है आप दोनों का आपस में कुछ रिश्ता रिश्ता है the link to the trailer is also given below so watch the trailer it is about four women in rural it's not really rural india it's small town india and them exploring their sexuality and uh, more than exploring their sexuality that women are sexual beings also and But, it's directed by alankrita shrivastava yeah. produced by prakash jha it has a great cast it has konkona sen sharma ratna pathak but pela jinehalani and his band of merry men and women i think poor thing let's not just say men uh they refused the film a certificate and they said i will quote the story is lady oriented I'm saying oriented, oriented because, because that's how written. they spelt it. Yeah. Yes, it was O R I E N D E D. Yeah. Anyway, the story is lady oriented. <laughs> their fantasy above life. Full stop. There are continuous. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We don't know. They are continuous. There are continuous sexual scenes, abusive words, audio pornography. Mm. and a bit sensitive touch about one particular section of society hence film refused under guidelines so and so so no certification is going to be given it cannot get a release now first of all what is my fantasy above life it's As about a woman life. i wonder but um, and that uh, certain minority section is women are the minority section what are they talking about i think they wanted to say muslims hence oh, burqa, burqa lipstick but, lipstick um, are we really at that point 
where the CBFC can't find a person who can write one sentence in English. One is they don't know spelling. And my point is, if you don't have someone who can write one sentence hmm. in English, then write the sentence in the language that yeah. they can. Marathi, Hindi, Hindi Gujarati, whatever. whatever. One language, surely, yeah. you can mar- manage rather than making a laughing stock of yourself like this. Also, while this is very, I'm very... glad that someone is concerned about the moral fiber of our society but we did not see all this when they gave certifications to uh, masti zade grand masti uh, golmal uh, that so many films it boggles the mind just the posters of these films are offensive forget about what is in these films and if you want to know a little bit more about the film you should see asim chhabra's article yeah. for us because asim uh, has seen the film Mm-hmm. which i haven't yet but um it's uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you would question that that you would question women having a sex life at all because that's essentially what's coming across from the cbfc certification that if you are a good indian woman you have no sexual fantasies you have no sex life you are just that's lady what... oriented malika dua Is a very funny woman. Hmm. Yes, but after doing a whole bunch of slightly dodgy things post makeup, Didi, Malika Dua, I think, may have found her groove. A woman's besties is a little video that has come out yesterday, and it's by All India Bakchod. Not the time for this, Kritika. मैं time by नहीं जानती हूँ प्रिया. जानती हूँ तो सिर्फ भूख, जिस्म की भूख. खत्म नहीं होती ना जिस्म की भूख. जयंती V A G E Y A N T I. Yeah. Now do the math, as it were. There's Gita and Bubita. Yeah. Uh, Klitika. Klitika. Um, and there's Anus. 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 Come now. Yeah. Be be polite, I say. <laughs> so uh, you didn't like it much. I thought it was a little juvenile, but I like that line. Besties before testies, which you just said testies before Because besties. Because in my world, it's sometimes like that. What rubbish! <laughs> I quite liked it. I have to say, I think it was actually quite a lovely idea to have the different body parts yeah, as yeah, external yeah. people, and to have that little bit of a tussle between all of these yeah. parts and the central character herself. Because particularly as women, and this is where I do think it helps to have a woman writing, hmm. and there are four women who. Uh, wrote this of whom one I do know. Anuya Jagadhar is one of the writers okay. of uh, Women's Besties. There are times when you feel like your body is completely against you; that it is not your friend, it is your yeah. antagonist, and it is only there to make your life miserable. Mm. Particularly, I think in case of women, because we are brought up to ignore that the uterus and menstrual system actually yeah. exist, except for those few days when it is going to be a nightmare. Oh my mm. God! You know that sort of things. There's so many things that we are told to ignore. 
that it becomes stuff that you ha- you develop a kind of antagonistic relationship with mm. to go from there to the chal i'm stuck with you anyway yeah. so we might as well get into it together that i thought was kind of nice and it is of course a spin off on a man's best friend yeah. which is an old aib sketch in which uh, there is the man and there is his penis who plays a role in this also yeah. but my favorite was vejanti she was great i thought she was really good I also liked the uh, sanitary napkin ad with the yeah. micro gosling uh, molecules. Yeah. I could do with a sanitary napkin yeah. so, like that I'm saying. No, it had its moments. Okay, so here we are at question time because this episode is almost up. Now last week I had asked you who is the actress who is in both Stranger Things and Riverdale and I'm happy to know that a whole bunch of you seem to be watching both shows because they are most excellent. The actress's name is Shannon Purser. She is indeed the one who is in both Stranger Things and Riverdale and congratulations to Alisha Astha Palash Samir Pranay Yogeshwar and Ankit for getting the answer right. Double congratulations to Astha and Himanshu cuz they've got 5 right which means we will be sending you some gifts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. All right, this week's question. You've heard about a woman's besties from us. I'm sure you've seen it by now as well. Here's the question for you. What is the name of the comedian actress who's playing Vajayanti or Vajayanti, however you want to pronounce it? Tell me her name and write in to contact at newslaundry.com with your answers. But remember, subscribe to News Laundry so that you can hear our fantastic podcasts like Let's Talk About Kashmir. We've also got comics that are there. In case you don't know, we've got a new comic coming up. The first few pages of it are already online, and we need your help to finish it in terms of printing and putting it up. So go and see Achedin. Please contribute. Help us to keep news free and independent. And have a good week. Thank you, Miss Sen. Thank you, Miss Paul. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 